Welcome to the Battlestat Sports Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. All right, guys, welcome to the Horns Corner section of the Battlestat Sports Podcast. Your host, Nick Nino's Corner Battle, as the intro says. But today, let's uh, let's talk about this Texas versus Kansas game. Oh, man, uh, too close for comfort in this game. You know, uh, a 50 to 48 score against Kansas, uh, too close for comfort. The offense scoring 50 points is what you want. I mean, if you score 50 points every Saturday, uh, you'll be very happy. Um, when it comes to uh, Texas's offense when they're playing other teams this season. If your quarterback can put up 490 yards of total offense, you'll be very happy um, with the Texas offense every Saturday of the season. If your quarterback can put the third highest single game total offensive yardage ranking up every every Saturday, you'll be happy every Saturday, every game. Texas offense was not the problem today. Put up 50 points against um, Kansas, which is what they're supposed to do, right? They're supposed to put up 50 points. The problem was Texas defense. Uh, Texas put let Kansas put up 48 points in them. Now, guys, I must say this. Uh, it's getting very, very repetitive uh, to keep saying that uh, such and such offense looks great. Um, La Tech's offense looks good. They put up 300 and some odd yards. Um, LSU's offense looks great, which they do. They are a great offense. They put up 570 yards. Um, next game on was Rice. Rice didn't look like anything, but Rice missed a couple balls that game. Rice could have had over, you know, uh, 350 to, to close to 400 yards that game if, if the quarterback, you know, had an arm that was worth anything. Um, after Rice got some seed, it was at game three. Game four was Oklahoma State, right? So Oklahoma State put up a bunch of yards. Um, Texas defense actually played halfway decent in that game. Uh, if it wasn't for the special teams, you know, that game would have been uh, over a lot sooner. But anyways, next game, West Virginia. Texas defense gives up um, a bunch of yards that game. Um, and if the quarterback play was a little bit better, Texas would have uh, – well, West Virginia would have had a better chance to win that game. And then Oklahoma, Texas defense. You know, I, I can't get mad at the West Virginia game and Oklahoma game. You know, they they kept Oklahoma to 10 points and a half. But God, but by God, that fourth quarter, they just let the floodgates open and, and let Oklahoma do whatever they wanted. And then, guys, let's take a look at Saturday night. Texas against Kansas. Texas gives up 48 points to Kansas. Um, Puka Williams had 190 yards, guys. Uh, he's a man child on that team. Uh, Carter Stanley, it's like every time Texas plays anybody, they make the opposing quarterback minus the rice game look like a Heisman candidate. Um, like, come on, guys. Come on, guys. You have got to shore up this defense. Um, but anyway, guys, uh, Todd Orlando, you – you know, I, I don't call for people's heads to get fired or anything. I'm not saying you should get fired, but this defensive effort falls squarely on Tart Orlando, and he and his defensive staff have got to get their things together and get things right because 
this offense can't continue to to strive like this and put up historic numbers. They can't do it. It's just physically impossible um, for a team to do this every game of the season. Now, the defense has picked up the slack in the last couple of games, but this past game against Kansas, against Kansas people, this is the bottom feeders of the Big 12. The bottom feeders of the Big 12 scored 48 points in this defense. They were able to pass at will, run at will. They did whatever they wanted, and the only thing that did that stopped Kansas from winning this game was Sam Ellinger having an historic night. An historic night, guys historic 490 yards of total offense. I said third all time uh, um, when it comes to total yardage per game. Gerard Hurd being the first guy, Sam had 37 yards less than that. The next guy was Vince Young and then Sam Ellinger. All right. But in saying that, guys, let's get into these stats. All right. Let's take an overall look. Uh, The BSN defense, Texas defense was horrible. They ranked a 26-point defensive BSN, average scores 45 points. Uh, Kansas had a 47.6 BSN, so 2.6 points higher than the NCAA average of 45 points, mainly because of the two turnovers that they forced. Um, but let's get into the offense side of the ball first, guys. Let's start off with the offense side of the ball. Texas had a 57.8 BSN offense. Kansas had a 60.5 BSN offense. Look here, guys. Kansas had better BSN offenses and better BSN defense than Texas. But Texas still won the game. They won the game because explosive plays, but we'll get into that. Bill Walsh said explosive plays. The team that has one more explosive play than the other team tends to win the game around 87 to 90% of the time. It's, you know, some percentage around there. But he said the team that has some more explosive plays, by one explosive play wins the game at a rate like 88% of the time. Let's, let's say 88% of the time. Texas had 12 explosive plays, and I think Kansas had 11. That was the game. And the explosive play that came down to was the long pass, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the K Brewer uh, in that fourth quarter. Um, and then Texas ended up punching it in at the end of the game, uh, which ended up giving Texas the lead, uh, a six-point – no, I'm sorry, a uh, – yeah, a six-point lead, not a seven-point lead. So, anyways, let's go into the BSN offense. All right, so, guys, Texas, like I said, had a 57.8 BSN offense, 18 points higher than the NCAA average of 40 points on a, on a per-quarter basis. Uh, Texas had, um, let's see, a 74.4 first-quarter BSN offense, followed by a, a 47.4 second-quarter BSN offense and a 56.4 third quarter and a 62.0 fourth quarter BSN offense for a game. So every quarter they were above NCAA average. Um, they played very well, minus the two turnovers, the intercession by Sam Ellinger deep in the Kansas territory and the fumble by Jake Smith during the fourth quarter. Um, by my adjusted um, stats, uh, Texas had 627 yards of total offense. Uh, they scored six touchdowns. Um, so they were well-efficient, well-run machine. Um, a couple plays that I thought – uh, could have been a tad bit better were the two fourth down plays that Texas decided to go on. You got the best short yardage uh, quarterback slash player in college football in Sam Ellinger. Guys, he needs to be in the field. That Wildcat snapped to Jake Smith, a true freshman, who now has fumbled the ball twice, one in the kickoff, one in the punt return, and one on uh, a pass in, in this game in the fourth quarter. Stop it. Stop it, guys. Stop being fancy. Stop being cute. Get the ball. 
to Sam Ellinger, number 11, let him do work and handle his business. Let that man be uh, uh, Bam Bam Sam, like Rod Babers calls him, Bam Bam Sam. Let him be Bam Bam Sam. Let him go get those one or two yards. Now, for as good as offense was, those, you know, so those two, um, you know, plays as far as turnovers were the two negative spots as, as well. Oh, I'm sorry, those two fourth down non-conversions were two negative plays uh, causing turnover and downs, which led to points to, you know, for Kansas. And those two turnovers, uh, the intercession by Ellinger deep in Kansas territory, um, well, I'm sorry, deep in their own territory, and Jake Smith's uh, lost fumble. Those were horrible plays by the offense. Well, horrible, yeah, horrible play by Sam. Um, and the, you know, like the play on Jake Smith, I can't get mad at Jake on that one. Uh, the, you know, the guy helmet straight in the ball, uh, kind of a free play. It happens, you know, it, it happens, right. You know, so it is just what it is, but those two fumbles and well, those two uh, turnovers and those two fourth down um, uh, uh, turnover and downs uh, were the four plays that you can look back at and say, if Texas would have lost those games, we, you know, if, if Texas would have lost this game, those were the plays that caused them to lose this game. But they were able to push through, strive through, win the game, all right? So uh, Texas, like I said, they had 12 explosive plays, um, 14% of their total offensive plays, which is very, very, very good. Um, this Texas offense, uh, way to use a tight end this game. I mean, you know, uh, Kay Brewer had to catch this game. That was, that was pretty long. I think that was the last explosive play of the game, which ended up being the explosive play that, you know, that uh, kind of tilted the hat for these guys and, uh, you know, and got them a, a – a lead in this game. Um, so, you know, of course they had to come back in that one minute drill, you know, to actually win this game, uh, way to go dicker to kicker. Um, but you know, them having the extra explosive play, getting that touchdown, uh, was money in this game also. Um, so we talked about Texas. It's time to talk about Kansas, you know? So like I guess say, guys, as far as, as, as great as Texas played on offense, Kansas played, um, you know, a better fishing game in Texas. They had a 60, 0.5 point VSN score, so 20 points higher than the NCAA average. Uh, they had a 60.2 first quarter, a 78.8 second quarter, a 47.1 third quarter, and a 77 fourth quarter VSN offensive score. Um, they had 11 explosive plays, had a 13% explosive play rate. Like I said, that one explosive play by Texas was the difference. Um, it's only like the second time, I think, in the last three years I've been doing these stats where a team has bested another team offense and defense on the VSN score and still won the game. Uh, well, and it still lost the game. So it was Kansas this year, and I think uh, Oklahoma State a couple of years ago um, when Texas lost. Um, it's like that ten to three game. Was it the ten to three game? Yeah, it's a ten to three game. Yeah, it's a ten to three game two years ago. Um, yeah, I was at a friend's wedding. I didn't, you know I didn't even watch the game live. I had to watch it film. But yeah, Texas's offense and defense had better be in scores than Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State still won the game. Fast forward now to this past Saturday, Kansas had a better BSN offense and a better BSN defense. However, Texas still won the game. Um, and they just had better players in the field, you know, and it all comes back to the quarterback uh, and the skill positions. Uh, and, and, and Texas has the better players on the field. There's not one player on Kansas that I would trade to Texas with the exception of Pooh Williams. Um, so Texas had the overall talent. They should win this game hands down. Uh, but let's take a look. Talking about Pook Williams, he had a hell of a game. 190 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 7.6 yards per attempt. Um, yeah, he's a monster. The kid's going to be playing on Sundays easily. Uh, Carter Stanley, 375 total yards, 
four touchdowns. He had a hell of a game. The problem was Sam had a better game. You know, so it was almost like the reverse of Sam when he played, you know, when Texas played LSU. Uh, Sam had a great game. Joe Burrow just had a better game. Carter Stanley had a great game. Sam just had a better game. You know, it came into the quarterback play. Um, here we go. Uh, both teams were highly effective and highly efficient on offense. I don't know if that's just a product of the, the defenses um, being bad defenses or or what, but now that's a defense, just let's look at the defense of BSN scores. So the Texas uh, BSN defense, not once in any quarter of this game, had a BSN defense of 45 or more, which is the NCAA average. First quarter, 26.6. Second quarter, 12. Third quarter, 41.7. Fourth quarter, 22.4. Overall for the game, 26. i tell you what this defense has to do. They have got to get pressure on the quarterback. They do not get pressure on the quarterback with their front three. Um, they have to continuously bring blitzes. And when they do bring blitzes, I don't know what Todd Orlando is doing, but he's bringing safety blitzes from 15 yards out. So by the time they even get to the line of scrimmage, the ball's already out. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't know. I'm not a college football coach, so I'm maybe I'm just ignorant to this. But when I look at this, I can see the play coming. It makes absolutely no sense in my opinion. But anyways, Longhorns didn't force any turnovers. They only had one sack, right? Um, so they got to get better at attacking the quarterback, putting pressure on the quarterback. They just didn't do it. Um, n- not much more to say on the Texas defense. They were just abysmal. Um, you know, this is what it is. But let's go to the Kansas defense. Um, they had an overall BSN defense of 47.6 for the game. Uh, first quarter was a 15.7 when they allowed those 14 points uh, for Texas to get that lead. Second quarter was a 34.7. Third quarter was a 43.4. And the fourth quarter was a 34.7. Uh, they had three sacks. They forced four turnovers, two turnover on downs, an interception, and a fumble. And they also had an additional three tackles for loss. Um, you know, they're slightly above average, like I said, at 47.6 BSN defense. Um, you know, they were just uh, a better defense, a more active defense than Texas was in that game, but it just wasn't enough. They still gave up 50 points. It is what it is, guys. They still gave up 50 points. They don't have the athletes that Texas has on the offense. Um, but it just is what it is in this game. But now let's talk about the QB comparison. You guys hear my wife upstairs. She's fussing at my son. <laughs> oh, man, poor kid. All right, so the, the QB comparison. Um, you know, yeah, I was taken aback that Texas had to get a late field goal to win this game. However, you, you got to look at some sunshine in this game. Uh, Sam Ellinger, you talking about had a game for the ages, the third best total offensive production yardage wise when it comes to um, a Texas player in the history of the of the of the game for Texas. First guy, uh, Gerard Herb, those 527 yards total offense. The next guy was Vince Young, I think, with 503 or so. Um, and then Sam at 490 yards. You know, way to go, Sam. Way to go, Sam. Um, you know, uh, uh, Sam posted a, a 57% um, offensive success rating um, compared to Stanley's 46%. Uh, both were above the NCAA average, but Sam was better. Um, in the passing game, Sam posted a 50% uh, uh, success rating, um, which was 10 points above the NCAA average. Um, Stanley posted a 41%, which is one point above the average. So Sam was better than, than him in that. Um, and uh, on the rushing side, Sam posted a 90% NCAA uh, OSR. Uh, Stanley did a 75% for an over, you know, which both were above the 40%. 
Um, he's simply average. Like I said, overall, 57 for Sam and 46 for Stanley. You know, one more thing, guys. If a quarterback can run like a, a 6 3 40, not, I'm not talking about a 4 4 or 4 3 or 4 2. If a quarterback wants a 6 flat 40, why does Texas allow the guy to run all over? We make every every quarterback that can halfway have a little bit of athleticism run all over the defense. That's up for another conversation. Well, I'm going to have some stats on that this week, guys. Anyways, on a per-down basis, let's look at the passing success rate on a per-down basis. Sam bested um, Stanley pretty much in in, in every uh, down. So first down, Sam 48 to 44 for Stanley. Second down, 56% to 38 uh, a success rate for Stanley. Um, you know, Wayne goes to Ellinger. Third down, 50% success rating for Ellinger, 33% for Stanley. Fourth down, Sam pass the ball on fourth down. We got those two abysmal runs, bad play calling. Um, but on the fourth down for um, Stanley, he had, uh, I think he had one pass for a touchdown, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think. Anyways, 100% success rating on fourth down. So on the rushing side of the house, let's look at Sam, uh, 100% rushing success rate on first down compared to 50 for Stanley. Both guys had 100% uh, rushing success rate on second downs. On um, third down, Sam had 80% and Stanley had a, a 100%. So, you know, these guys had a um, um, very successful with their with running the ball. So that was a quarterback comparison, guys. Let's look at my thoughts, the battle thoughts, guys, okay? Oh, man. I don't know what to say. Um, the defense has to do something better. They make every every quarterback look like a Heisman Trophy candidate when they play them. Um, from uh, Joe Burrow to the kid at Oki State to um, – uh, Jalen uh, Hurts to this guy, all of them balled out. Stanley, you know, all of them balled out. Uh, the defensive numbers that they posted this season are best. Well, these are some of the worst defensive numbers for the first seven games of the season that we've seen on the 40 acres. Let me give you some numbers. Let me tell you how bad this defense is playing. This is including the Rice game where Rice didn't score hardly anything. All right. Texas has allowed an average of 28 points per game, 470 yards per game, Nine explosive plays per game. plays of 15 yards or more. So just think, nine times 15. Let's just do some quick math. Um, 36. Well, anyways, I don't feel like doing math right now, guys. Uh, I don't. I really don't feel like doing math. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. So 15 times nine. Right? So they're allowing, they're allowing at least 135 yards of explosive plays per game, and the defense has only had 10 total sacks throughout the season, guys. 10 sacks. That's a tab it over one a game. But we're not getting any sacks in our big games. Oklahoma, I don't think we had any sacks against Oklahoma. I don't think we had any against Kansas. I don't think they had any against West Virginia. They had three against, three or four against Rice. I mean, come on, guys. We got to get more pressure on the quarterback. That three-man front's not working. If you're going to use your three-man front, guys, your end's got to be a little bit wider. You got to set that edge. You know, you got to force that. You got to you got to force that runner into those gaps and have your linebackers clean up shop. But they're not even doing that. So these are some of the worst numbers, guys, that Texas has experienced in the program's history. I don't know what Tarlando has not been doing or doing, but it's, something's got to shake up. Um, it feels like the, the the Big 12 offenses have caught up with his defense. Um, you know, with his scheme, and they're just taking advantage of it and abusing it. Um, so, you know, it is. I mean, 
I do understand that, you know, Texas has a bunch of losses in the defense side of the ball, especially in the secondary, but this is Texas, guys. Our second and third string players are better than than are, are, are more talented and highly recruited players than that at, at Kansas. So they got to do something, guys. They have to do something. So, um, like I said before, if the quarterback has any ounce of mobility, they're going to get at least 50 yards rushing on this defense. That has to stop. They got to contain the run. Um, and then this, this unit, they can't tackle well. I think they missed like 30 something tackles in the last game before Kansas. Um, you know, against Oklahoma, and I counted a, a, a bunch against Kansas. I didn't, I don't have like an official number, but it has to be at least 18 to 20. Um, so, you know, they lead the country and, and miss tax and, and miss tackles, which is horrible for a defense. It's a systemic problem. Um, it's the way that, that these players are taught because these players tackle their butts off in, in, in high school. And it's, I don't see why they get here and can't tackle at Texas. It, it's got to be coaching guys. So, in my opinion, end of the season, guys, Herman, Tom Herman, Texas head coach, has to make a very hard decision. And great leaders uh, have to do hard things. Great leaders have to make hard decisions. And one of these hard decisions he's going to have to make is he's going to have to bring in another defensive co-coordinator to help Tarlando, but we have that in Craig Navar, or he's going to have to let Tarlando go. I don't, I don't know what he's going to do, but something has to happen. Herman often says that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, uh, but expecting different results. Well, for the last year and a half, this defense has been doing the same thing over and over and getting the same result, getting gashed. All right. So we got to figure something out. Um, so, you know, it's pretty insane to keep running out the same defense week in and week out. So, you know, like I said before, guys, great leaders, they have to make hard decisions, even when they don't want to. And I believe, you know, I believe in Coach Herman, um, you know, and I believe uh, that he'll make the right steps to get this defensive side of the ball correct, um, whether it is with Orlando or not. But they got to do something. I know he knows they got to do something, um, but they got to figure it out. Uh, but on that note, guys, I see you on the other side uh, next week, Texas versus TCU. Let's hope this defense shores itself up. Let's get healthy. Um, so that we can beat TCU and then go to the next game, go to the next game, and go to the next game. We got to keep winning out, guys. But these safety has to short stuff up. I'm confident in the offense or anything, um, but Sam can't continue to put up 490 yards total offense for them to win games. It's it's unachievable. He cannot keep that pace. Um, so, and saying all that, guys, uh, if you like this podcast, go, go ahead, like, subscribe, um, comment, all that on any streaming platform that we have, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the whole nine. Um, but thanks again, guys. Go to my Twitter pages and my, and my Instagram and, and all my social media pages uh, at horns uh, at horns underscore corner or at beast at sports. And go visit our website, guys, at horn, well, www.hornscorner.com or www.battlestatsports.com. Again, guys, thanks for listening. And Battlestat Sports slash Horns Corner, we're out, baby.